Good evening, baseball fans. It is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024, in the year of our Lord, our short king, Jose Altuve. I haven't given the warning, so I'm not going to cuss just yet because I haven't given the warning. So you don't, you may not know if you're new around here. If you're new around here, you may not know. So here's the warning. This is going to be a rated R episode, um, but like happy, happy expletives. Because today is a great day. Today curses is a great of day. Joy. Yes, curses of joy. Um, all of those joining in the chat, we appreciate you. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I'm Susie. That's Tom. This is Bourbon and Baseball Asterisk Edition. And the best edition. I don't care what anybody else says. It's it's a pretty good edition. I'm not I'm not gonna discount Kelsey because it because Kelsey Kelsey and I do a pretty good job. I'm not I love her. Our own She's horn. amazing. I'm gonna tune our own the best. horn. Strohs are, are are up there. Strohs are very good. And in 2024, in the year of our short king, Jose motherfucking Altuve, guys. Jim Crane's done it. Jim Crane has done it. Five years, 125, Jose Altuve is going to be an astro for life. Tom. I cried a little, not going to lie. Cried just like the, like one tiny tear like <laughs> came down and I was very excited and I, I was like Jose Altuve is going to be my my second baseman for my entire life. For my entire life. At least my baseball life. It's my baseball. Yeah. Life. Yeah. So so for me it wasn't tears of joy, it was a sigh of relief. I never for a second thought that Tuve would go anywhere, but the closer and closer and closer to a, a potential, you know, free agent conversation with another team, you know, cause for pause. Really worried about why it took so long. We kind of felt like this was something that was going to happen maybe six months ago. You know what I mean? Just, just go ahead and get it done. They, Dana Brown came out early and said, hey, he wants – Tuve and Bregman to be Astros for life. And then we didn't get Astros for life. So now we get half of that. And I'm very excited. We, we do. We, we get, we get Jose Altuve and Astro for life. Astro, Astro Wharf, Wharf Craig says, hi guys. Isn't it a great day to be an Astro fan? Absolutely. Craig. Absolutely. What, what were it. you guys doing when, Chat, what were you guys doing when um, the announcement came down? Because I literally only have notifications on Twitter for the Houston Astros. Like, I don't have notifications on for anything else, just the Astros. So I clicked on it, and it just and all it said was Astros for life with a picture of Jose Altuve and nothing else. Like, no context. I'm all. I need. I need more. I need. I need some more information here. What's What's happening? So there was like some screaming. And my children were like, what's going on? What's happening? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. They just, with a two-way picture? I don't know. And then Chandler Rowe broke it. Taylor. Taylor. Hey, hey, what's up? I mean, shout out to the Astros admin, right? They're, 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 they're the best. If it's one person, if it's 10 people, they're the best. Because they could have waited. They could have, they could have waited. They could have. Let one of the big passings, you know, Chandler Rome, Nightingale. They could have let one of them guys spoil it. They said, no, he's ours. And we're going to let the whole world know he's ours for life. And I thought that was so cool. Yep. 
Yep. And we're and we're only going to freak the fan base out just a little bit. Just a little bit before Chandler Rowan tweets out, you know, actual deals and stuff. Uh, MB Hill says Crane got sick of all the Super Bowl stuff. Wanted to steal some headlines. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am curious. I'm very curious. And I don't, I don't know if y'all are going to discuss this on your all the balls podcast, but I think you should. Did Jim Crane do this because Kershaw signed earlier in the day as a Dodger, thus making him a Dodger for life and basically said, I'll, I'll see your Kershaw and raise you to that. That's funny. I don't I thought think it was interesting. Uh, true. But why today? You know that I, I don't, I don't know. What I mean, you I, I've been stalking two base Twitter. I, I stalk all the stros or not Twitter, but Instagram. Two has been vacationing, you know, he's kind of he doing was his in own he thing. was in Brenham a couple of days ago. He was, he was, he but was I mean in Brenham a couple of days ago. But I mean, it wasn't like he was in a cage anywhere. It wasn't like you know, he was he was on a caravan, you know, with the Astros. He wouldn't do any of that. And then boom, out of the blue, we get an extension. So why listen? I'm not mad because Jim because Jim Crane is a motherfucking ninja and is like you know what I'm gonna just move in silence. We're gonna move in silence. We're not gonna let no let anybody know what we're doing and you're just gonna be a bow. okay like that's what we're doing. I think I I I talk about Alex Andopoulos's murder board and like his crazy string theory. I think Dan Brown's got got one of his his own murder board going. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as wild. I don't think it's as wild, but I think it's, I think it's up there. I think it's up there. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, so excited that Jose Altuve is a freaking Astro for life. Like I just, it's the best news. It's the best news. Like we have been starving as an Astros fan base for news in this off season. Have we though? I, I feel like everybody says that. And I think when you look at the team, you weren't going to add a lot of pieces to the team. Like, I, I'm they, aware. They, I, they, I don't even know what this is that I that I'm holding. I know, I know. Then they give us hater, and I'm like, oh my god! You know, we didn't deserve hater. Thank you, but we didn't deserve that. Like, there was a lot of fan bases that were very upset. The Astros got Josh Hader. That's not fair. And then it's like, okay, well maybe one of their studs will choose free agency over them. And then Jim Crane was like, psych, two way staying. So we'll see. I, 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 I like listen listen we all we all kind of in the back of our heads kind of knew Altuve like is gonna be an astro for life and then Bregman goes and deletes all his Breggy bomb shit and replaces it with wild soul <laughs> and then in his little like press video says hi i'm alex bregman you may know me from playing major league baseball motherfucker no Susan's i do not, not know you <laughs> i do i do not know you from playing major league baseball absolutely not i know you from the houston motherfucking astros and at every every point every point in time he has repped houston astros and then like all of a sudden he's not i'm all cool cool so i'm like i'm preparing i'm preparing my heart i'm preparing my heart that's what I'm preparing for. Do you think his rebrand of his salsa and all these things coincided with his impending free agency to not be tied to the Astros with the Brady Absolutely. bomb brand? Absolutely. 
And then like him, him partnering up with um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch with the Municipal and the, is it the tequila? Is that the, is that what they have? Tequila? Flecha Azul. Yes, that's Marky okay. Mark's tequila. It's very good. If you haven't tried it, um, you should. I, I, there's no bourbon on tonight, but I do have a Jack Daniels bitch beer. Okay. Cause it, cause tonight called for some sort of alcohol, <laughs> even though I have homework to do after this, but it's okay. It's okay. My, my communications teacher is a baseball fan, so she should understand. Like if you don't understand my homework tonight, just know that Jose Altuve signed an extension. And what do we, what do we think about the deal? Like I I'm, I'm so excited about the way they front loaded this thing. Like I think credit to Dana Brown, Credit to Jose Altuve because he did not have to do this. This is team friendly, in my opinion. I think it seems very team friendly. This absolutely gives the Astros the ability to sign players at the end of his career to keep them relevant. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Doctor Thorell, I know my my video is a little choppy because my Wi-Fi apparently is not happy with me. Everyone is just thrilled with the Jose Altuve news, and. Um, they're they're on here watching and that's why my wi-fi sucks i'm very sorry about that um but yeah no it's i i was thinking that there was going to be more escalators quite honestly i thought there was going to be maybe some some um i don't know like if you get such and such mvp votes blah 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 and i pulled up the spot track um and it looked like there was a couple, but I wanted to say that that was for like this season and not so much for the next. So, I mean, Jose Altuve has always said that he wants to play until he's 40. I don't know if that will actually happen. This will take him to his season 39, 39 season, age 39 season. Cool, spot track. I didn't want you to go to Jose Altuve's contract page anyways <laughs> I, I don't think there's any escalators in it i think that this was a look we don't need you to do anything other than be you we are paying you for the astro you've been and well the ambassador you continue to be um i don't think he's got to do anything crazy win all-star gold glove you know world series mvp um, nothing crazy like that let's see in the contract notes for spot on under spot track, it says um, 2021 through 2024 escalators. If he gets MVP, he'll get an extra three million. If he's, I assume second in MVP, he'll get two million, or third, he'll get one million. So um, the fact that you know he gets a fifteen million dollar signing bonus paid out um, this year. And then 20, 25, 26, 27, he'll get 30 million a year. And then 28 and 29, he'll get 10. Like that just tells me right there that Jose Altuve is the greatest human being on the planet. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Take yourself down the road with me like four years where you have $10 million Jose Altuve DHing in like the five hole. Like that's, that's really fucking cool <laughs> like i yeah, mean I, I don't i obviously we we're just gonna go and see how it goes but like that's what i see when i see this money like 
I imagine you having the steal. And he's probably not playing second base at that point. He's probably no. playing DH and then moonlighting at second base or something like that. But it's just such an incredible bargain. Like when you think about some of the other huge names that at the end of their career were making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for what they did in their prime and teams were just sunk because you were already invested. The angels, for example, paid the end of pool host's contract out and was like, they couldn't get out of that fast enough. And the Astros are going to be like, nah, man, we're good. Tuve, Tuve is cheap. Right. Like we're going to, we're going to take him. So Dr. Thrill, what is the Astros budget looking like uh, right now? Um, right now, for the 2024 payroll, a spot track pulls that up. It says, are really computer, my computer is being dumb. Um, the active payroll is $236,303,120. Um, active. Where's the retained? Oh, the retained. Okay, so there's a million salary retained. I assume that's for Granky. Sounds right. Negatory. Retained salary. That is for Hector Neris. Um, hey, did you know who you're still paying? Oh, don't tell me. Zach Granky. Don't tell me. We're still oh, I thought you were going to say Mike Myers or something like that. I believe it. No, no. We're still paying. We're still paying Zach Greinke $12.5 million. Like, you want to know why Zach Greinke has not, you know, actively gone after a, a contract? He doesn't, even, he doesn't even need a fucking bitch. He just, he's like, ah, cool. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so projected total payroll. It looks like it is two, $242,693,120. So for all the people that say Jim Crane doesn't spend any money, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, so. he's, he's a top five spending owner in baseball. Top 10, top six, something like that. It just doesn't yeah, make any so, sense to me. Um, As far as MLB payroll goes, I want to say that I think we're in the top five. Mm-hmm. Let me click on that. And came out and said today that as long as he's here, the window will never be closed, which means he has no intentions of not spending money. You can't say that and then not go out and put a premium product on the field. Three. We're third. Behind the New York teams, New York Yankees, New York Mets, Houston Astros. Uh, Phillies are kind of, they got a, about a $12 million gap between us and the Phillies and then the Braves and then the Rangers. So yeah, all of the people, all of the people saying that Jim Crane is cheap. Um, that just tells me you don't know fucking ball. That means get your merch up. Get all the Crawford Bach you can while you're in the stadium. You are paying to put this team on the field. And I know people don't like to hear that. The beers are probably going to go up a little bit. Arch is probably going to go up a little bit. But if you like winning, like we like winning, you got to pay for that stuff. If you want to see Tucker stick around, if you want to see Jordan retire at Astro, I mean, 
Those are going to be expensive contracts. That's all I'm saying. Well, and really and truly, now that Jose Altuve has signed, besides, besides that, all of our money basically falls off in 2025, I want to say. Which is perfect so, because that's when Tucker becomes a free agent. Yeah, in 2025, um, we are paying Altuve, Abreu, Hader, McCullers, JV, Jordan, Ryan Presley, Rafael Montero, Christian Javier, and Victor Caratini. And Abreu will be one year. Yep. So, Unless you were talking I mean, about like, Brian, but I think you were talking about Jose. No. Jose, yeah. yeah. Well, and then come 2026, like we like there will be no money on the books. And then like it, but my so my question is though, then like how are we even though we don't have a ranked farm system, we all know how well our player development develops our players. So I'm not overly worried about that. However, what happens there? Like, how do we maintain this open window and try and supplement without trading anybody. So I would imagine you keep wearing out the international market and you find the next, you know, Christian Javier, you find the next uh, Jose Urquidy, you find the next Brian Abreu, you know, uh, you look at a lot of the position players, they're kind of young, you know, obviously Atuve won't be, Bregman won't be, but everyone else, really, really young. Diner Diaz, baby. Jeremy Pena, baby. Kyle Tucker, baby-ish. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, Abreu is, 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 is he's up there. He's he's on his way out. But you go get a first baseman, and then you keep the party moving with a lot of these babies. The the rotation: Hunter Brown, baby. JP France. Baby, I mean, there are some pieces. If you stay with CJ, if you stay with uh, uh, Fromber, they're not they're not incredibly old. So, yes, young talent's exciting. It's sexy. Everybody wants the next, you know, Bobby Wood Jr. However, you know, those are generational. So, if you find good pieces to go around your great pieces, then you got something. Patrick in the chat agrees with you. Um, not this, not this, this one. <laughs> Answer on how he supplement is going over the CBT along with the international market. Thomas saying, so um, Patrick, before you said this though, Astro second baseman Joe Morgan, Craig Biggio, Jose Altuve with Altuve, inevitable Hall of Fame, but don't sleep on Astros Hall of Fame. Bill Doran, best defensive second baseman of them all. That was before baseball. Susie, I recognize the name, but I am not familiar with the stats. So um, Astro Wharf Craig says, don't forget Nellie Fox. That is most definitely before baseball, Susie. <laughs> and I don't I don't have a clue who that is. So I'm, I'm very sorry about that. These are um, all great names. These are all icons as far as Astro's history go. I just think when you sit down at the end of it all, Tuve is going to have numbers that none of these guys are going to be anywhere near. And while, yes, you got better defensive guys, you got guys with more pop, he's just going to be at this consistent presence. It's going to have a resume. It's going to be hard to beat. He's going to be in the middle of the Mount Rushmore for probably Houston sports and Astros baseball, my opinion. Um, so I had on um, 
Justin Havens, Jay Hay from Baseball's Dead podcast, and that episode has not aired yet, but because we just interviewed him last night, but we were talking about eventual Hall of Famers, and um, he had asked about, he's like, so besides Justin Verlander, who, if anybody, do you think will be in the Hall of Fame from the Astros? And I was like, well, I think there's going to be at least, at least two, maybe three. Um, you know, obviously JV, Jose Altuve, and then if Jordan continues on the trajectory that he's on, Jordan Alvarez. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe Kyle Tucker. However, um, so then he gave me two other names to compare to Jose Altuve. And we'd already gone over before Baseball Susie, yada, yada, yada. And he laughed because I was like, I recognize the names. I don't know what he, what they did in the least bit at all. So um, Chase Utley and Dustin Bedroya are the two names that he gave me. Those are from like baseball royalty teams. So I can see it. I could see why, you know, both champions. So um, as of right now, um, Dustin Bedroya has under the similar batters under the baseball reference page. It's Hanley Ramirez, Dustin Pedroia, Brandon Phillips, Joe Maurer, Bill Madlock, Bobby Doer, Doer, Chase Utley, Ray Durham, Ian Kinsler, Nomar Garcia Parra. So some familiar names that again, I recognize. But I, <laughs> I don't know what they did. Um, obviously Joe Maurer, now Hall of Fame catcher. What position did... What position are all of these other motherfuckers? Uh, Garcia Parra was a shortstop. Okay. Pedroia was the second baseman. Utley, I feel like he was a first baseman. That's tough. I can't remember. I think he DH towards the end of his career. Um, who else did you name? Sorry. I was scrolling. Ah, and my oh. monitor went out. Give me a second. But um, I'd Ian say Kinsler. That- Kinsler, second baseman. Hanley, Dustin Pedroia, Joe Maurer, Brandon Hanley Phillips. Hanley Ramirez, I think, played a corner outfield. I think he Pedroia, started, but then played in the outfield. Pedroia, about one half of Biggio's talent. Yeah. Compared I agree Pedroia's with that. MVP season to Biggio, 1999, not even close. Overrated Pedroia. But Pedroia played for the Red Sox. So when you play for one of these blue bloods of baseball, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Phillies, Cubbies, and they win, you're you're immortalized immediately. So I understand where the other guy was coming from. What I took from this whole thing, and I'm sorry, I'm just shocked that someone else feels that JV's going in as an Astro. Up until recently, I think everybody I talked to that wasn't an Astro fan Assumed he would go in as a Tiger because that's where he started his career, had this long thing, was from Detroit, the whole nine. And now people are starting to go, well, he's done a lot of work as an Astro, so he's going to go in as an Astro, which I think that's awesome. Basically, uh, the the conversation turned to, basically, if, if we win another World Series while JB is here, that hat is going to be an Astro hat. And I'm all, it's not going to be an Astro hat regardless. And so it was he, it was half and half. He was like, eh, I'm all because he was really? dominant. 
he was absolutely filthy and dominant and won MVPs and, and Cy Youngs as a Tiger. So I could Something see where... Something me. I don't know what. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, go on. I could see where up until recently, up until the second ring, I could see him going as a Tiger. Now, you look at all the damage he's done as an Astro, his numbers are gaudy as an Astro. So, and he's going to finish his career as an Astro, I think. It's going to be hard for you to argue that he shouldn't go in as an Astro. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait until, um, I can't wait until that hall of fame voting. You don't need to be involved in hall of fame voting. It's going to be like, you think, <laughs> you think Twitter is unbearable now. Twitter is going to be just off the freaking. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be ridiculous. The Anyways. vote that's gonna be ugly is the Tuve vote because he should be a first ballot unanimous. He's not gonna be a first ballot Hall he's Famer. Not. He's not. Going well, to, like he should be, but he's well, not. If he is first ballot, he's gonna sneak in, and it's gonna be like that number, that seventy-six percent or something dumb. That's going to frustrate so many Astros fans because it shouldn't even be a question. Is Lance uh, McCullers coming back this year? <laughs> I think he asked that question for you, Susie. I don't think he asked that for me. Listen, if we could, um, if we can put some sort of protective barrier around Lance McCullers elbow and um, I don't know, maybe make him, realize that throwing is more important than a coffee shop i i'm just i don't know maybe but at that point in time if he comes back like what are what are we do? we have 43 starting pitchers as it is mm -hmm. so when lance comes back who gets shoved to the bullpen it's going to be a great debate if if they succeed with all of those starters and they mix and match in the bullpen and they win the division and Joe Espada doesn't win manager of the year, I might riot because that's going to be a hell of a managerial job because there are going to be some egos. He's going to have to massage some older guys, some young guys. He's going to have to move around. And I think that's just going to take an unbelievable skill. Um, go Astros, one, two, three. Pedroia says, says Pedroia is better than Biggio. I don't have... I, mean, I don't, I don't, know, don't so. know what you're using for that other than World Series. I, I mean, Pedroia's numbers, I mean, maybe average, but I mean, he's nowhere near 3,000 hits. Did he play all over the diamond? Biggio literally played all over the diamond. So every time a new player came in that was better, that, that was going to be a better defensive fit, he just moved. He started his catcher. He played second. Then he played in the outfield. Pedroia didn't do any of those things. I mean, I would argue uh, that if Biggio played for the Red Sox when Pedroia did and Pedroia played for the Astros when Biggio did, you wouldn't even know his name. That's just when I when I learned that Biggio started as a catcher, my mind mm -hmm. was blown. I was like, I'm sorry, what now? Mm -hmm. What did you just say to me? What? I was yeah, I was a little I was a little um shocked. Um, let's see. He also says Lance McCullers could probably thrive as a relief pitcher, like Smoltz did as a closer. And this I agree with. I totally think that we can move Lance into the pen, and that would be a superb reliever. 
but 17 mil for a reliever is a little hard to swallow. That's what she said. However, uh, if that's where he's going to thrive, and I don't know, that's where we can actually use him, why don't we do it? But, you know, that's... I think Patrick, it's... The, what, what are we wrong about? What, what are we wrong about? I don't know. It's probably the Biggio Pedroia thing. No, that wasn't him. That was somebody else. Um, yeah, I I just think the seventeen million is a lot for a middle inning reliever. That's I think that's the dollar amount is probably what's going to drive that. He's making crazy starter money for this club. You know, he's probably the third highest paid starter, right? JV then actually probably the second after. Now that I think about it, It'd be JV then um, him. I will tell you once my monitor stops freaking the fuck out. Um, Dr. Thrill says he's talked to Lance a couple of years ago about being a closer. He hated the idea. That's fine. He can hate the idea all the fuck he wants. However, if it's going to keep him on the motherfucking field, why aren't we doing it? I don't think he should close. I, I think I think you've got two closers. <laughs> I think he's well, um, a, uh, maybe a setup guy. Jordan, uh, he is getting paid less than Josh Hader. Ah, there you go. So, yeah, third. Um, the third highest paid pitcher on the team. So, yeah, I think he should start. I don't know if you want to mess with his head too much. I think you could move Hunter. I think you could move JP. They're still young enough. They're not going to look at it as a demotion. They're going to look at it as a chance to refine their stuff. They're always going to be starters, that kind of deal. Maybe Arkady goes to the pen, too. I still say I still say we package Urquidy and Jake Myers and we get some sort of something for them. I'm just... unfortunately don't, don't don't ask me what I don't know I don't know Tom we've already had this discussion okay I don't know what we can get for him. Unfortunately, if they were going to package someone, it's probably a dude that just you got better married. Shut your mouth. You better you don't you better just shut your you better shut your fucking mouth right he's now. He's got more value. Don't I don't care. No, he's got the best value. As an Astro, although I am still very weary on why the fuck no one showed up to his wedding. Did he not invite anybody it's, to his wedding? It's really weird. It's really weird. I don't I mean, know. I mean, maybe, maybe they were busy. Oh, and for Astros one, two, three, war, if you believe in war, because some people do, it's it's the ultimate metric. Craig Biggio, 65.2, Dustin Pedroia. 52. That's wins above replacement, people, if we don't know what war is. Uh, Patrick says, Susie, is that Bushmills blue label on your shelf? Uh, I think that's probably oh mm. uh, the, what is that? What's that one? Old old something? Um, No. Are, are we talking about this one back here? Where is Ooh, it? That one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Patrick, that one is Boomtown. Old, old umble. Old Humble, there it is. Um, I know it was old yeah, something. Distilling Company. Yeah. Um, Mike just got me this one, though. Sorry, I'm not even talking into the mic. Mike Mike just got me this one, though. Um, is that Blanton's? Ooh. This one baseball. is. Yep. Cooperstown Distillery. Nice. Mike's got good taste. Mike, let's see. Double. It's, it's somebody's. It's actually somebody's. It's actually somebody's. That made no fucking sense. 
it's a baseball player that apparently owns this and i don't remember what who he said but apparently it's apparently they said it wasn't very good but it just looked cool in a baseball and i was like oh good ah uh, see i hate that that's why i'm really yeah. big into a lot, of, a lot of the movie stars that, that are making all these spirits because they put their name on it and they all taste good because i think they have to drink their own stuff that's what she said um <laughs> yeah yeah but um somebody else just came out with a with a bourbon but it wasn't like straight up bourbon they said that it was a, like good for a mix oh he just came out on on, on twitter and he had a bottle or they were they were at a whatchamacallit in dallas in dallas i feel like yeah i feel like it was an ex astro but i don't think it is so now i don't remember anyways I'll remember at some point in time, but it's it's not going to happen right now. But yeah, I mean, back to the whole Altuve contract thing. I totally see a scenario where Tuck resigns because they offer him more money because he's younger. Bregman decides he wants to test the market, and then they turn around and they offer the Bregman money to a new and improved Framber, and they go to war with those guys. Because I do believe Framber is going to be better this year because of Yiner Diaz and not because of Martin Maldonado. I think Framber is going to be able to just throw as opposed to being coached and steered and directed. And that's just my hot take. I may be totally wrong, but I feel that Maldi's over managing and I know the Maldi lovers are going to hate me. I think that hurt more than it helped these young guys who just needed to be able to throw. Don't think, just throw. Don't think, just do. And he was trying to get them to do all the things that they didn't want to do, and they pitched for him. My opinion. Does not reflect the opinions of bourbon and baseball. <laughs> um, see, and I think I think Christian Javier, it Christian Javier's year will depend on if he can get a third pitch down mm -hmm. because that fastball slider combo that he's got going on. If, if the book is out on how to practice for Christian Javier's fastball, he's fucked because he's only got that slider and then they're going to sit on that slider. So, I mean, he's got that curveball that he throws like 2% of the time or something, but and supposedly this, the fastball lost, you know, I think a mile an hour or something. So, Patrick, from from your fingers to God's ears. I could see him being in the same boat. Hope. I could see let's him hope. being in the same boat. The stuff that Rafael Montero possesses is really good. It's just being able to throw strikes. He gets behind in counts, and then he gets into a hitter's count and throws a belt-high fastball. Or as Susie would say, a dick high fastball, and they beat it up. <laughs> Can't throw it there. Can't throw it there. Not a good place to throw. Not a good place to throw it. Um, what happened? What happened to King Tuck at the end of the postseason beyond batter slump? I think he was tired. Yeah. I think he was just tired. Like, I mean, he as much as I hate to say it, like he played in the World Baseball Classic. Like he played. 149 i think like he played literally the entire season i think he just ran out of steam 
if you think about yeah. the last two years of Kyle Tucker, they went to the they went to the World Series, so they played into what was it, the end November. of November or whatever, and mm-hmm. then he had what sixty days off, and then the World Baseball Classic came, and then he had a week off, and then the season started, and then he played one forty nine, and then the postseason started. That's a lot of baseball. Like that that's. That's a lot. There, there are people with normal eight-hour jobs that don't make it to work that much. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, Patrick says, imagine good Montero, Abreu, Press, and Hater. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And if Forrest Whitley is, is, I'm not getting, I'm not getting, I'm not even going to mention You did it. You did it. You did it all I'm not. Own. I'm not. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. Stupid videos of Forrest Whitley. No, but really, though, like if Forrest Whitley... Does what he has shown to do in these videos. If he can stay healthy, that's going to be filthy. If Dylan Coleman can do what he has been doing in the pen, going to be freaking awesome. Um, Bennett Souza in the offseason has been working. You know, um, Ronel Blanco. Like, the bullpen is going to be, is going to be filthy. If all of the guys can perform form at the level at which we know that they can do so last year last year injuries kind of like decimated the rotation right you had you had all these guys coming out of the woodwork throwing and the what what that did for this team now they've got depth upon depth upon depth we're not even talking about Luis Garcia we're not even talking about Luis Garcia, who was arguably two, three, top two, three pitcher mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see what the Astros do with some of this, you know, depth that they have, whether it be ro- starters or rotation or, or I mean rotation bullpen, because you can't you can't carry them all. And mm-hmm. I, I I'm starting to wonder who's got options, who doesn't, because I mean. You well, can only the carry first, 26. I want to say the first month, I think they play every, every, I think they play every day, almost every day. I mean, it's selfishly, be, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But I think there's a stretch in there where there's like no off days in April. And then I want to say another one like the tail end of May or something like that. Um, somebody in the chat, help me see if I got you. See if y'all can pull that up. Astro schedule. I can. Yes. Uh, because that's going to, I mean, that right there, I think is going to necessitate a six, a six man rotation. Which they'll have. They'll absolutely have. Yeah. That's spring training. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Pitchers and catchers report like next week, y'all. Astros.com. Astros? Good. Good. Love that. <laughs> All right. So they play March 28, 29, 30, 31. They play April 1, 2, 3. So they play the first six days straight. 
Then they get a day off. Then they play the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They play the next thirteen days, no day off. <clears throat> and then they play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Then they play eight and get a day off. So March and April, which I know March is only like four games, but they get three days off the entire month of April. That's crazy. And then, so April 30th, or they get they get April 29th off, right? Then mm-hmm. 30, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So that's six more days, one day off. 7, 8, 9, 10, one day off. Or no, no days off. Wow. They basically play all of May too. They get like three mm-hmm. days off in May too. So all yeah. that depth, all that noise we're talking about, getting trading depth or whatever, we're dumb. I'm dumb. We're no, we gotta, yeah. we gotta. They need all of those guys. Yeah, and and Ronald Blanco will probably be stretched out again, and Brandon Belak will probably be eating some innings as well. Dude, where are their days off at? They get no days off. They get six days off in like the first two months. Yeah. I- yeah, it's it's uh so for all the people that are upset with, with not seeing guys in batting cages, let that go too. They're gonna play a lot of baseball. You might as well get Dude, August your... is not August ain't looking any better either. <laughs> um from they play, let's see. They get August first, eighth, and fifteenth off. And then they play straight through 16th through the 31st. No days off. White Sox, Red Sox at home. Then on the road, Orioles, Phillies, home, Kansas City. That's so weird. Why are you going to have a day off in the middle of a freaking series? Series. Tuesday, Tuesday, September 3rd. So Tuesday, September 2nd, they play a day game in Cincinnati, day off, and then Wednesday and Thursday in Cincinnati. That why do you have a why do you have a day off in the middle of a series? <laughs> I wonder if it's oh I wonder if that's like a makeup like rain day or something like for various other things. The one thing I'll say though, which I think that's kind of built into the schedule too, they don't travel very far. So opening day is here, obviously against the Yankees. Then they get the Blue Jays here. Then they go to Arlington, which is you know thirty minutes on a plane or whatever, um, for four. Then they go to Kansas City, which is another 30 minutes on a plane for four. Then they come home and they play the Rangers and the Braves. So it's April 19th before they really go anywhere. Then they go to Washington. Then they go to the Cubs. Then to the Rockies. So I take that back. The two, the series against the Rockies, April 27, 28, it's in Mexico City. So. Better hope Fromber's pitching. 
Why? Ground ball. In Mexico City? High altitude. High altitude. Oh, yeah. that's right. Is that Azteca? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. So if Christian Javier and JV are pitching, you know, bombs away, baby. Bombs away. <laughs> Let's go. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, chat, anything else you guys would like to um, chat about? Thank y'all uh, so much for coming to hang out with us. LMJ and Garcia back. Where's where, what, 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 what? August? We will see LMJ and Garcia back. Yep. Patrick, I'm with you. I totally agree. And I think that's perfect. That's that is the trade deadline pickups that you want because everybody loves pitching. Never can have too much pitching. You look at the rest of the, the, I mean, barring any injuries, you know, the, the, the nine in the field are pretty much set. So you're not looking to go add a bat, I wouldn't think. So, yeah, pitching will be premium right there. There'll be a lot of teams okay. that are looking for pitching. Um, I forgot. Maybe we, you see the Astros trade pitching at the trade deadline because those guys are coming back. That's true. For young AAA prospects, number, you know, 8, 9, 10 or something like that. Um, side note, Mauricio Dubon won his arbitration case, so he will be getting paid $3.5 million this season. It's incredibly expensive to have on the bench. How many at-bats does he get this season? 400. <laughs> How many hundreds Where? is that too many? Everywhere. Hopefully everywhere. If... Joe Spot is smart, and I think he is. I think the right thing to do is to give everybody as much time off as you can throughout the season, just not all together. Dusty, for all of his genius, for whatever people say was genius, I don't know. He gave everybody off the same time. He just he just he just mailed in games sometimes, and that shit drove me bananas. Drove Susie bananas, like. There was a lineup I will never forget because I think we called the game on the PSF app where it was like Gray Kissinger and John Singleton and Cesar Salazar and a bunch of guys that should have been playing in Sugarland. They're all wearing Astros uniforms and nobody played except for Tuck and Bragg. And it's just like, gave them no help. They gave them no chance. And the starter was like Belak that day or something like that. So I think you give... Uh, Pena time off, you give Tuve time off, you give Myers time off, you give Tucker time off. Myers needs to go I'll have all the time off. Okay, that's what Myers needs to do. You're the same person that said they have given the chance he could be very good. I want him to get the chance somewhere else. Okay? <laughs> I want Chaz in center field. Chaz cook. He's gonna cook 90 feet in to left the field. left. <laughs> yeah. It's It'll be okay. Happy. It'll be okay. Whatever. I'm more concerned about Jordan not being in the field because his splits in the field versus DH are huge. So that's my biggest fear with all of that. Like, ooh, Cabbage was a 30 for 30 guy. I think Cabbage is brought in so that if they wanted to make a trade, they could do that. I need to see 
I need to see if he can fix the hole in his swing. Mm. Yeah. I need to see that. But and apparently, but according to Joe Spada, like he's like three tweaks away. So and, and you know what? You know, you know what really helps a guy like him? Batting in between Tucker and Jordan or in between, you know, like uh Geiner and uh Tucker, something like that, where he's getting really good pitching to hit because you can't put him on because you got those guys in front behind him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's fast. I want to know if he's faster than Jake Myers. Cause isn't Jake Myers our fastest guy? Mm, maybe. I think they said Jake Myers was our fastest guy. So is Myers permanent three tweaks away. <laughs> I like Patrick. Patrick, I don't know who you are, but I, I like you. That's that's funny. Uh yeah. Listen, again, I think I I, I want I want pre 2021 Jake back. I want pre-hurt arm shoulder Jake back. And I think most of his problem now is not physical. I think it's mental. And I think the ghosts of what of the injury and expectations are here on this team. And I don't think at any point in time they've been exercised for him. And I feel bad for him because he, we didn't, we didn't get to see how he could perform because of the fucking outfield carousel that we had. Um, and I think with all of this undue pressure on him now, don't I don't know if it's going to get any better. Hence why I, I wanted him to go somewhere else with a clean slate, no expectations. And I think that would take like a million pounds of weight off of him. But I don't know. He has dad energy now, so who the fuck knows? I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to give him exactly what you're saying. With center field, with the Astros. And while I know you hate that, if you if you want the potential... You still want to get the potential. You have to be willing to sacrifice a spot in the outfield to do it. And I also think if you were gonna if you were gonna fatten him up to trade, you need to show that he can get past the mental demons. And there's no other way you're gonna do that but put him in center field and let it let him cook. Listen, rational Susie understands this and is saying, hmm. Tom, you make some great points. <laughs> Irrational Susie, however, doesn't like any of that and wants Chaz to cook. Okay. So you need like the red light on like behind you where you like pull the string and it's like, this Susie says, let Chaz cook. And then you pull the string and then it's like, but I understand what you're saying. And you're probably right. And he would look really good. <laughs> oh, at no point am I going to say you're right. I understand what you're saying. <sighs> well, however, I tried fellas. We're not going to, we're not going to get away. Mm-mm. Um, what does our farm system look like? It's bare. I'll be very honest. Uh, what's that kid? Melton, Jacob Melton. I think he's it. Mm -hmm. And Arigetti. So Spencer Arigetti. Loprofito too. Loprofito has some, has some, has some heat on him as well. But as far as what the leagues and other teams think about our farm system, we are, uh, one above the A's, which says something because the A's have actually gotten some pretty high draft picks. So, however, 
our development teams are all very good. Um, I listened to a, a podcast that uh, an interview that Ty Buttry did. Do you remember Ty Buttry? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that the difference in organizations between all the organizations that he's been in was night and day. And that as soon as he came into um, the Astros org, there was this expectation of winning. And it was, they expected you, to, they expected everybody to do this a certain way. And that was it. And, and that expectation of winning had him well, and he, he admitted it on the, on the, in the interview that like he wasn't in the correct mental space to really kind of embrace it all. However, he could kind of see like looking in from the outside that this is why the Astros organization is as, um, not powerful. Uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Successful. There we go. Um, as we are because of how well oiled the machine is and how well, um, they expect everybody to kind of like get, get in line and like work. Uh, so it's, you know, the thing that I think <laughs> yes. the most about our farm system, which, which underrates it to a, to a degree is that you see the Astros a lot go out and draft guys that are ready guys that have been four years in college, stuff like that, where a lot of other teams with their early draft picks are taking high school guys or young, you know, young one-year guys in college, something like that, because you're you're trying to get that upside. You're trying to bottle that. So when you look at the guys that they take, I want to say the guy they took last year was an outfielder or a second baseman from Stanford, and uh, was one of, was a had a great hit tool. Everybody was saying he was he was phenomenal. But Are you talking was, about Bryce Matthews? Yes, and and it was just he was a four-year college guy. So like. Mm-hmm. The clock on him has kind of already started where you want the 18, 19, 20-year-old young phenom that you can control longer in their youth. So that's why I think the Astros system gets such a bad rap. You look at Will Wagner. Will Wagner's really good. Loperfito, like you said. Um, Eric Getty. All these guys are good and would probably rank out better on other teams to Susie's dismay. But... Well, I mean... Really and truly, like when Drew Gilbert and um, Ryan, Ryan, not Helsley. What? Why am I blanking? Ryan, the other one that went to the Mets. <sighs> Chat, help me out. Um, they were ranked super low on the national ranks, and legitimately, Clifford. A, Clifford thank you, uh, Ryan Clifford and Drew Gilbert. As soon as they entered the Mets organization, their ranks skyrocketed why like what I, I mean really and truly if we're gonna be honest here the Mets development is not good <laughs> hence why they've not been able to have any homegrown players succeed so really they should be like lower because well no I guess that I guess it does make sense because since they came from our system and they were so good that they would have just been, but nationally they were ranked higher, and all they did was change organizations from the Astros to the Mets, like overnight their their quote unquote stock shot up. And I'm all, we're not going to talk about this. Not going. We're not going to talk about it. No, cool, cool. Love that for us. <laughs> Fun fact: 
uh, SNY, uh, New York, uh, I guess, website, whatever, has their top, the, the Mets' top 30 prospects. So of those top 30, Gilbert and Clifford are two and four. And the guy that's sandwiched in between them, Ronald Acuna's little brother, who's supposedly like otherworldly. So they think incredibly high of the two guys they got for Justin Verlander mm-hmm. to make them yeah. in their top five. And I mean, they were well, and apparently, apparently Melton's name was floated in that trade. And um, Dana Brown said, absolutely not. We're not giving up Melton. So Which, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, all right then. But um, all right. So we're going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really, really, really appreciate it. If you've not already done so, please hit the subscribe button. Tell all of your friends. Um, give us a five-star ranking on Apple, Spotify, any of the other ones that I haven't named that you listen to on podcasts. I don't know. Um, give us nice words, please. And thank you. I would really appreciate that. Tom would really appreciate that. We are still hanging very tough on the Spain, Korea, and Japan Apple podcast charts. I don't know where you guys came from, but uh, I really, really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, uh, people are people are talking in the chat, and my ADHD is going crazy, and I, I no longer can. We'll um, do this more. We'll do focus. this more. So, I don't know yeah. when. I will bug Susie. We'll come on live more, and we'll we'll talk more. Throws baseball more. Yeah. So spring um, training is going to be here very shortly. So we will start reporting on that reporting as if we're like real journalists, we will come on here and chat about it. uh, Very, very, very soon. Um, Once the season gets going, guys, the plan is Kelsey and I will be still on once a week talking about all of the teams typically on Sundays. So that will be the, all the balls edition. So, um, if you are only interested in Astros content, you are in luck because Tom and I will be recording um, once. We will be recording a show once a series. If it's like a four-game series, maybe twice a series. We'll see. Um, but then you'll also be able to catch us probably on the PSF app. That has not been ironed out yet, though. So don't hold me to that. Um, but odds are you can probably hang, a, hang out with us there as well. So you will just get you will just get sick of me or maybe you will just enjoy my presence even more and just realize that I'm the most funniest human being you've ever met in your entire life, which, you know, is always fun too. So um, we'll all learn to make her Twitter famous cookies. That's our plan. <laughs> um, Kelsey made them hand up, hand to God. Kelsey made them and did not believe that they were going to be as good as they were. And then she made them and she was like, Oh my God, I don't understand how they're just so good. I'm all just saying. Fucking amazing. So with that said, um, I am going to end the stream again. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us and go, go say nice words um, about us on all of the charts because it makes me feel good inside. Okay. Like my warm, my cold dead heart will be warm (laughs) at some point in time by reading your nice words. Okay. All right. Can you send virtual cookies? I cannot send virtual virtual cookies i mean i guess i could like eat a cookie and then be like here you go this is me eating a cookie i don't know if only you knew what this tastes right (laughs) oh so it's so good all right 
Good night, guys. Appreciate y'all. Yay, baseball. End stream. Maybe end stream. Nope.